So for the Laundromat Project's residency program, um, I did a project called Yes Femme, which was a series of community building events for femmes of color. Um, and this project grew out of my work with the Femme Project, which is a series of photographs and interviews with queer femmes of color, which Richard was a part of. Um, and something that has consistently come up in these interviews is the need for more femme-centered community spaces. Uh, so when um, I saw the, the residency um, application, I thought that it was a perfect opportunity to sort of build off of the work that I'd been doing with the Femme Project and be able to um, meet that need that the community had expressed and also like give back to my community. Welcome to the LP Documents. My name is Atuey Ramos Fermin, and I am Director of Programs at the Laundromat Project. Thank you for joining us. In this series, we will hear from the LP Create Change Residency artists as they reflect on the sweat equity required for community-engaged creative work. In this episode, we are joined by Sal Munoz and his community partner, Richard Clark, as they discuss the 2019 residency project, Yes Fam, a community space for fams of color. Hi, my name is Sal Munoz, and I am an artist and organizer. Hi, I'm Richard Clark. Um, I'm a second year PhD student. I am part of Yes Femme, and I'm out here, fashionista on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> Great, so maybe we actually we can start with that question, like what's, what's your project? What's it, you know, what's it called? Uh, what's it about? What's, you know, we'll start with there, and then we can just take it from there. In general, in the world, um, femmes of color of any gender are kind of just shat on, just shat on in the world and like used and abused in ways that kind of sometimes we don't even recognize. Sometimes it's just internalized in our body that this is the treatment that we're supposed to receive. So when you put together a space that's exclusive for femmes of color, I just, I've never felt more like whole, more held and like in a way that, that just, it was so meaningful. And no matter what, like the space we were creating. So it was like, we had a party, we had self-defense and de-escalation. We had communal dinner, which was probably my favorite, but just, you know, they, whatever the space I felt that like I didn't ever want to leave the space and I felt so held by the community that was there. All of the spaces were really beautiful and they all like touched me in, in different ways and like touched things that I needed and like didn't necessarily like know that I needed, mm -hmm. um, but felt when, when I was in those spaces. Um, and I think that the reason why these spaces are so important and why they're um, consistently being asked for and created is that femmes of color are marginalized on multiple fronts, mm -hmm. um, both um, outside of the queer community, but also within the queer community. And there aren't a lot, lot of opportunities for us to build with each other in this way that we created. Um, because so, for, so oftentimes, we are both shut out from being able to claim a femme identity based on our racialized identity and also um, our gender. If we're not cis, like our gender um, 
plays into that. And then there's also this like idea of like um, competition, like amongst femmes, right? Like we are socialized to see each other as competitors rather than like people that we can build with. Mm. For a lot of folks, in addition to like needing this like th- these spaces, they talk about how important it is that for femme community to have femme community and and being able to claim their femme identity. Um, so like those those um, spaces that we created uh, to build with each other were both essential and also non-existent. What kind of spaces were those? Like you know, uh, physically, was it apartments? Was it like on the street? Was mm-hmm. it like organizations? Like mm-hmm. how did that play out? Yeah. Well, so when I wrote the proposal, um, the idea was to put together a steering committee so that I would um, be held accountable to to my community. So it wasn't it wouldn't just be like my uh, like me, like even though I am a queer femme of color, like I don't know, like I'm just one person mm-hmm. um, and what I need may not be. Uh, the same for everyone. So I put together the steering committee of five people um, that Richard was a part of. And when I originally wrote the proposal, I was like, okay, we'll do like one day long convening and just one thing. And they were like, <laughs> and we and we all collectively agreed that that wasn't, we, that wasn't going to be enough for us. <laughs> we were like, so let's put together kind of a series of Yes Femme events throughout the summer, mm-hmm. which which was that first meeting was so fun to kind of just have these visions of different spaces and different like, you know, we wanted to have like femme for femme connections. We wanted to have like spaces that hold and heal us. We wanted to have like just spaces to chill. Yeah, we had a bunch of different kind of locations. Um, The first one was, um, it was the communal dinner, Mm -hmm. but I don't remember the space's name. Um, It was Yes Femme Eats. It was so good, and I was the DJ, and (laughs) everybody was here for it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I felt great about that. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to also create this space of joy Mm -hmm. and and community. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and people would just, like, kind of, they were, like, coming in, like, very, like, naturally, and just, like, seamlessly coming in and Mm -hmm. just, like, starting to help cook and starting to help with the prep work or, like, setting the table up. It was great. It was just like such a supportive and warm and fun space. How was it? Some of the, the the things you heard from the partners and folks coming through, like how was that experience for them? I feel like an overwhelming, there was an overwhelming sense of just like really, really incredibly grateful. Like everyone, um, I feel like a couple of folks shared my same sentiment where like they were like, I didn't know how badly I needed a space like this or how badly I yearned for a space like this. So that was one overwhelming sentiment. And then also just being able, like grateful. And when they were in the space, I noted a lot of folks kind of let their guard down in a way that they can't do in the like world. Mm-hmm. Because like Saul was talking about, a marginalization is on multiple fronts and constant so um just being able to come into a space looking and feeling like your full authentic self and just like having people celebrate that having people gas you up (laughs) is Mm. great (laughs) yeah and i think a big part of that was right removing this external gaze um Mm -hmm. i think was really important um because we had gone back and forth <laughs> about for some some events, we were like, should this be like more open or should we just keep it um, just femmes of color? And like the thing that we um, 
kept coming back to was like how how safe and how held we all like felt in these spaces mm-hmm. and like opening it up to other people while that would have added another dimension to it it would have also added another uh dimension of um visibility and, and performance mm-hmm. that um yeah. i think that we wanted to to protect ourselves from mm-hmm. and you know because i remember you had the final exhibition at mayday face um and there was, I think there was a moment where it was open to the public and there was mm-hmm. a moment that was, you know, closed. And what some of the folks that um, came to the event uh, that time, how was their reaction, you know, that were not part of the fam community? Yeah, I think it was all um, really positive that night. Um, also, the show was up for um, uh, two months at Mayday Space, um, which is a community organizing center in, in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. And the coordinator told me that um, it was it sparked like a lot of conversations around like gender and gender identity, especially with like the youth who were coming through the space. Mm-hmm. So I think um, for those elements, it was important to um, be able to share that that part of the work with the public. Yeah, and then like some folks that I talked to who aren't fans of color who came through. Um, talked about just the interviews themselves, like reading the interviews and how kind of blinded they were to mm-hmm. kind of the day-to-day and like the really intense shit that femmes of color have to deal with. So I like I had, cause I had my interview up and I had some folks come up to me and like talk to me about like support and stuff. And I was like, that is amazing. and something that's like never, wouldn't have happened had I not like, mm-hmm done the project and like they've been posted in this public way mm-hmm. I think one of the beauty th- beautiful things about the exhibition I was there um, is that the diversity of the folks that represented and the stories were so powerful and you know and, 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 and I think that what was beautiful about it was also you know it, it showed um, the community with pride you know with a sense of you know we're here um, we need to be respected. These are our stories. So I feel like that was very successful, uh, and and it came through be- beautifully. So uh, were there any any challenges that you faced throughout, you know, uh, working in in this in this project with this time? I have a small challenge. Um, that <laughs> so when I I was in charge of um, sponsorship, so like reaching out to like grocery stores and mm. um, you know like wine shops and places. Um, and just like kind of engaging with folks who like either one didn't even know what femme meant. The tone that people gave is like the, the why it matters tone was just like really painful to me in some instances. It's just like thinking about my whole life and I'm just like, why do I matter? I think that like we all came to this project like with the intention of um, creating the kinds of spaces that we wanted and that we needed. And I think because it was a labor of love and like a labor of passion and like not just doing it um, out of obligation, mm-hmm. um, but like moving with a sense of purpose, like really kept us like grounded. Um, and then there were there were like, like normal challenges, like um, how do we communicate when we're unable to like meet in person mm-hmm. um, and things like that. But everything was... Like we we were able to overcome all our challenges. Mm-hmm. And now thinking about you know the role of art and and all of this right, um, how would you you know Sal as an artist uh, yourself and how do you how do you see the way that you use creativity and art uh, in this process 
I think that this project like was great for me because it challenged like um, as an artist, like what is a product? Um, because the spaces that we were creating, that was the the thing, right? The mm-hmm. the the result, the outcome, the project. But it wasn't like a, a, an image or or mm-hmm. um, anything like that. But I think that there's artistry in everything that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like cooking is mm-hmm. a form of art, and like mm-hmm. like doing that together was like a really like beautiful and powerful like collaboration. As artists, right? Like we make work to like make people feel or to like make people push like the boundaries of like their knowledge um, or their empathy. And I think that like we did all of those things, right? Like like I'm always gonna remember how I felt like in those spaces, um, and I think that that for me. Um, is the art. Part of what we try to support artists doing because it's about building community and it's, it's hard to put a finger on it and mm-hmm. see this is the thing, you know? And it's, 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 it's a matter of the what's shared during that specific time where, mm-hmm. where folks are together, you know, and I think that's just beautiful. On the other hand, like, oh, you didn't create an object. I mean, there's photos and mm-hmm. things like that. So what would you say to someone that's like, oh, I don't get it, I don't understand, you know? Uh, what's the point, you know? I think that, like, for the people who were there and who, who like, got to experience it, um, I think that they they know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I think that that's enough. Like, mm, yeah. um, I don't know that it has to make sense for, for folks outside of our community. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Yeah. And then it's, like, <laughs> I would also say, like, catch me on a bad day, I'm going to just say, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. That's fine. You don't have to understand it. And then, like, maybe on a more, more <laughs> generous, you know, more generous <laughs> day, I might explain um, kind of just how important it is for folks who do face multiple forms of oppression to find and hold each other in a world, especially exceedingly now, where it just feels so heavy and so violent mm. and so aggressive and how important these spaces of healing, art, expression, joy, love are for people who don't get to escape. So what's what's next for uh, the fan project? <laughs> what's next? What is next? <laughs> um, I gotta get a picture of Richard yeah. with that. That's fun. Um, you know, I got some things cooking. <laughs> that, that can be shared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can be shared. Um, I am continuing to work on the Femme Project, um, which, it, um, again, is the, the photographs and interviews aspect of this project. So I am trying to f- photograph more people. Um, and I think what's important for me moving forward is to be able to photograph people who aren't in New York City. Um, because I think one of the first interviews I did was with Alok. And one of the things that they said was that femme doesn't have to be this urban, like, cosmopolitan, like, phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It exists outside of these cities. And it's something that can happen, like, in your bathroom or your living room or mm-hmm. wherever it is that you are. And I think that it's really important that we... Um, recognize and acknowledge that and not limit where or who like thumbs of color can be in terms of moving forward i am just here for it i talk about it (laughs) um and i i do want to continue to try and utilize like what resources i have 
in order to kind of create more spaces and uplift femmes of color. So, um, but that's, you know, I'm trying in a very real way to kind of keep femness away from academia. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I, just, I just, academia and especially psychology, which I work in has a way of hurting people that <laughs> in communities. So I'm trying to like, you know, make sure I'm very intentional about like where I'm centering and holding femmes. What would you say to folks that are not uh, connected to the Femme Project, that identify as femmes and, and would like to connect with you uh, further? What would you say? Yeah, um, I would say reach out to me. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, yeah, like, I think that a large part of why I started the Femme Project was to uh, show uh, um, like models of possibility for femme identity. Yeah, definitely. I'm a big fan of the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, I would also suggest just kind of reaching out to anybody on the like steering committee or mm -hmm. anybody who they like, you know, might have found something in common with um, through like some of our, like I was in charge of social media and documentation at a lot of our <laughs> events, which was fun. Um, so yeah. Not in like a, a thirsty way, but my DMs are always open. The type of community that we were able to create is also very specific to to our community um, because of, at least for me and the femmes of color that I know, um, the way that we build and nurture relationships is very um, like like nurturing. And I think that's a really important point, especially in thinking about the spaces we created and how we allowed and we allowed for and celebrated like femme for femme, like romantic connections, femme for femme, like, you know, friendship, platonic connections, and like all the other forms of intimacy in a very real intentional way, because so often um, you want, people want to see um, a femme mask kind of pairing and like a feminine masculine pairing mm. um, where um, the, femme body is doing kind of the supporting healing growth of like this kind of <laughs> masculine um, body. So it's, it's interesting just thinking about that and like the spaces we created and making sure that we celebrate that and support that and make sure that femme for femme couplings or you know polyamory whatever know that that is valid and that is beautiful and supported the create change residency program is supported in part by the andrew mellon foundation the andy warhol foundation the jerome foundation national endowment for the arts new york city department of cultural affairs in partnership with the city council and the new york state council on the arts a special thank you to Project Community Partners, African Services, Angela's, a Caribbean restaurant, Black Alliance for Just Immigration, Jenkins Johnson Gallery, and Word Up Community Bookstore. Join us as we continue to make art, build community, and create change.